Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed on Kadapsock for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars, celebrating the greatest saga ever told with you here. And I've been having a lot of fun lately, just sitting down with creators and fans, 
who take their love of Star Wars, appreciation of Star Wars, and focus it into fun projects that kind of shine the light back on Star Wars. And we had a lot of fun sitting down with Kevin Smets last month, uh, the gentleman who interv- uh, edits our In Memoriam videos. We also uh, talking about his Knights of the Old Republic movie that he put out, the Revan movie. And it was great to get to just have him just passionately explain every little ounce of love in his heart for the Old Republic era and those stories. It was great. And this this uh, month, uh, a few minutes from now, we'll be sitting down with Adam Witt and Paul Preston of The Movie Guys. I love those guys. And they put out something that I just absolutely just fell in love with. It is uh, their sports play-by-play commentary look at Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Something that you don't have to be a sports fan to appreciate, and you don't have to just be a Star Wars fan to appreciate. You can be all of it. it they really hit all the notes, and it's played so beautifully. And we're going to be hearing uh, some clips and a little bit uh, in, into the insight, that uh, a little insight into them making that series. So stick around just for that in uh, a short second. But it got me thinking about the Battle of Yavin and how much it is, I just love it. And I want to do this more and more in Spotlight Star Wars, maybe take a, just a little even closer in-story look at some of these battles. As a kid, Battle of Yavin was everything to me, and I wasn't hung up on a ticking clock, screenwriting, storytelling convention, a hero's journey, modern myth, all those big things. Truly wonderful, the mind of a child is, as Yoda would say, and I just took it in as as as... I took the Battle of Yavin as what it is in story. A Hail Mary toss at the end of the game, hoping you get the big catch, hoping you come out okay. 30 snub fighters piloted by 30 rebel heroes heading on out into the battle to make it happen. And I love it. And it works. It works for me in story. You had to send those fighters. You couldn't send a big fleet, no U-wings, the ghosts couldn't be there. If I always, here's the thing. I often wonder, what if, what ifs are little, what ifs are great in Game of Thrones and everything. Sometimes in Star Wars, the what ifs can get a little tricky, especially with the force around, right? But they clearly wanted Han and Chewie to stay around. If they do, I, you're not putting Han in an X-Wing. You're not putting Chewie in a Y-Wing. I'd like to see that. Holy crap, I'd love to see Chewie in a Y-Wing. So you're having the Falcon. And again, in 19, we're not talking out of story. We're not talking how when you make this in 75, 76 and release it in 77. George isn't thinking about U-Wings. He's, he isn't even thinking about what's going on too much in Return of the Jedi. No, no, no. He's He's got to think about what the story is trying to tell then. So... Putting that aside, just in story, this is how I love looking at things. The Rebellion probably thinks, we, well, we got not a ton of U-wings. Our supplies are low. Supplies are limited. We're not dropping troops on the surface of the Death Star. We're not going to go inside and try to sneak in, shut down reactors, everything. We, we kind of heard a little bit about that, about how that goes. We don't have an old Jedi on our side here. He's gone. Uh, we're not putting Leia and Han back in there. That's not why they wanted Han to stick around. So I often wonder, was, was the Falcon just going to be support? Put a couple gunners in there if Han would allow the Rebels into ship at that point? Kind of what they did in Return of the Jedi. Now, Jedi, obviously, to me, the Rebellion learned. The superstructure is a little bit different. They got to figure out with the readings they have. The Falcon can fit in there. It's a different ballgame. 
I don't think the Falcons, I don't want to fly the Falcon. Han maybe would do it. I don't want to fly the Falcon in that trench run. I don't want to do that. Scraping the sides. Air support might have worked. I also, again, I think that's part of what the rebellion learned. Now, they got to go shut down the shield generator in the Battle of Vendor. But the fleet, the, that is the Hail Mary times two for the Rebel Alliance. It is mostly all hands on deck. I think Battle of Yavin, they had a more nuanced approach. This is the best way they thought. 30 snub fighters, it works. We don't have a fleet to toss at Death Star 1. Han sticks around, that's great. Harris sticks around, that's great. Maybe, maybe you know, you got to send them elsewhere. You got to hold back some resources, hoping you win. I don't know. I would have probably made the mistake of putting all hands on deck. Having a ship like the Ghost of the Falcon around, air support, but you're not going to take out anything on the Death Star. You're going to maybe take out some cannons, turrets. Ah, maybe that's what happens. Maybe those turrets... You worry about that tower. Maybe that would have been part of the reason to have the Falcon around or a ship like the Ghost. U-Wings, not so much. Could that even have been a strategy with the Y-Wings? Send someone ahead. Knock out the turret so we can get the X-Wings down here. Oh, the X-Wings, the quarterback of the Rebel of the Rebel, uh, Rebel uh, Air Force, of the Rebel fleet there. Yeah, everyone loves the X-Wings. Send the Y-Wings to do the dirty work. I can love sitting down analyzing these battles and what a you know that's why i love rogue one now they got the they got the u-wings going in rogue one interesting to note u-wings part of the blue squadron right but blue squadron gets decimated just just days later the rebel lines was scrambling dodonna gets the plants they've just lost a bunch of people they've seen the full power and might of the Death Star. They saw it on Scarif, and now they've definitely seen it post Alderaan. Were they getting ready to evacuate? I know in the Leia comic, it picks up moments after. Akbar's there in the Leia comic. One of those little morsels of new canon. I wonder if they, if I wonder if they keep that in place. Mm, I don't know. We'll come back to that. Anyways, I'm getting lost in thought. I just love that battle. I love the intensity. And then out of story, just love how George and everyone put it together. It works. It works. And when you listen to Adam and Paul talk about it and talk about how they did their sports commentary about it, what they fell on made perfect sense in terms of what sport to bring in during that part of the parody. It's great. We'll talk more about these battles, man. I don't have all the answers. This isn't me doing a tactical analysis from a point of uh, expertise. This is just me as a fan wondering. These are things I questioned and loved as a kid. What a great, what a great move by the Rebel Alliance. Yep, the Force was with them on that day. We'll talk more about these great battles. But right now, we are going to go to a quick break. And then on the other side, we'll reset. And we'll talk to Adam Witt and Paul Preston of the movie guys. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Force Center fans, don't forget, Force Center is on YouTube. Head over there to catch up with our new show, Star Wars Show and Tell. Joseph, Jennifer, Ken, and special guests sit down and share favorite items from their own Star Wars memorabilia collections. Plus, there's the In Memoriam video series, encore presentations of Databank Brawl, and special programming all there for you, and more shows on the way. It's Force Center on YouTube. Check it out.
All right, Force Center fans, I am really excited to bring these guys on the show. I uh, always run into them, and every time I do, Star Wars always does come up. Please welcome to the show and the Force Center podcast feed, Paul Preston, Adam Witt, the movie guys. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Hello, Ken. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, Very excited to be on the on a Star Wars-themed podcast with you, Ken. This is fantastic. Right? Well, it's only the greatest movie of all time. You don't see a lot of, you know, Mike and Dave need wedding dates podcasts. No, no, you don't. Not many. We, sh- we should. We'll get to that one there. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe a Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion podcast. There's a lot of options out there. And Adam, every time you and I are around each other, especially when it's around like after Schmodown shoot and we're drinking, we always end up talking Star Wars for a very long time. So I'm sure you'll be back and uh, Paul as well. Uh, but a big reason I have you guys here on the feed is you guys just released something there. And it's a audio podcast you can find. We'll tell you where. But also, yeah, it's on Vimeo, too, if you want to get the whole picture. But the audio works just fine because you can sync it up with your copy of A New Hope. And that is Star Wars, a sports play-by-play commentary from the movie guys. And I, spoiler alert, absolutely love this. It was not just right up my alley because I'm an old baseball guy. It was up my alley as a Star Wars fan. I, I just got to, you know, applaud you guys first, but uh, ask you when, where, when did this come into play? How would you pull this off? That's a lot of questions, Paul, but <laughs> take me down this lane. Well, um, yeah, we were missing two things in this whole shutdown COVID-19 quarantine, sports and movies. So Adam was talking about one day bringing the two together. We you know, a lot of our stuff, if you've seen it on the Schmodown or you see it on the website or you see it on YouTube or wherever, starts with a couple of texts. Mm-hmm. And that's how this began. It's like, you know, wouldn't it be funny if someone said, hey, it's a long time. And we did some line from baseball having to pertain to Star Wars. And I went, yeah, or they could say blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, we're sitting down and we're scripting a whole, <laughs> a whole joke-filled two hours. And there's all- and there's always a moment where you're like, are we doing this? Because you're like, we realize, like, we're going to have to write jokes for the entire movie. You know, there's and like, are we really doing this? Like, I think we're really doing this. We're just, you know, let's get going. <laughs> and then not only we were doing it, but then we're going back and saying, OK, well, this part needs help. This part needs help. And we did one huge rewrite. And then we went back and did another one because we self-imposed a release date on ourselves with April 26th. And then we said, you know what? If we just keep working on this, all these parts can be better. And we put it off a week and release it on May 4th, which seems much more ideal. So by the time May 4th hit, you had uh, like a three rewrite and re-record and re-edit version of it, which is the best one yet. So we were happy to put in the extra time. It is a home run. Get it, baseball reference. Now, here's the thing. I, what <laughs> I, I, I definitely want to choose my words carefully because this is going to sound wrong um, if, if I don't say it right. This idea, you go, oh, you hear it and you go, because you guys posted something you're working on. You go, oh, yeah, 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 funny idea, funny idea. You guys didn't just take this, eh, that's a funny idea, because you got to keep going. This isn't a uh, five-minute sketch. This is a two-hour movie. And so I I bring it on. I know your guys' work. I know you're funny. I trust you. I know the work. you. I've been on your shows. Paul, you had me on that solo thing, and you're so prepared. So I, I, I expected all of this. And it exceeded my expectations because yeah. of the care and love you put into it. And you take your time. The pacing's there. You know your stuff. But I'm telling you, boys, this was so fun for me to take in over breakfast one morning and up watching New Hope with your sports commentary in my ears. Bravo. Thank you so much. That We wanted it to show that, yeah, we did put a lot of time in on this. And, you know, it's 
it's time that you know crafting all the jokes and all the sort of references and stuff it's it's really fun to do but we we just knew we had to go through every part of it and that the reason for the rewrites too uh was you know there was a the the trench chase got pretty bare because that was like we were kind of worn out by the time we got to that when we recorded the first pass but you're like the trench chase has got to have it's got to be the best part of the whole thing you know so the parts we rewrote were like that and garbage compactor and then like the sort of some of the death star running around and stuff we're like these are iconic moments so we really got to make it work <laughs> at full disclosure the end was probably the, the least uh bulky because it was the end and we were tired and we were like okay yeah, exactly. enough. But that's why it's worth going back and yeah. you know i always we always joke about um our deep references and the fact that like say it's 1993 mm-hmm. and we wanted to do this it's like oh yeah so what is the term for a type of offense that we could use here i don't know i'm gonna run down the library i'm gonna look up real quick the types of offenses <laughs> that they use in college or, or pro football and then i'll be right back mm-hmm. well no, thank god there's the internet because yeah. we were con- i mean i was constantly jumping on there to look at the rules of soccer hey we haven't referenced anything <laughs> from hockey yet and just all these star wars characters list all the droids that have ever existed does one of them rhyme with a thing that we could put here <laughs> it's like it's a constant uh, soaking up of info well, from the internet and then infusing it. Well, and for, for me as a huge Star Wars fan, I, I was just loving the ability to make the commercials and all the references and stuff. And, and the one where we went super over the top was like, let's actually name every person getting shot in the uh, detention block shootout. <laughs> <clears throat> and that was just like so much fun. I mean, and Paul and I are just cracking up. So we're like, yes, that's the guy's name, you know, like, like put it in there. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we I, Like a good talk show, we've got some clips. I do want to play one, and especially for those listening who haven't had a chance to take this in yet, just to get a flavor of what this is. An old-style sports, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, doesn't matter. Old-style sports broadcast over Star Wars A New Hope. So this is a clip here. Uh, this is, uh, I don't, you guys can't set up this clip because you don't know what I'm going to play. <laughs> take that Alex Damon clip here. So <laughs> um, we'll listen to it, and you guys explain just what went into that. All right. Chewbacca calls an audible, tossing Devin Kent like a ragdoll. Luke shoots, misses, giving Shan shields in time to draw. But Luke's rebound shot connects. Prescott advances. Luke steps out of the pocket and takes out Prescott. Kent's brief regroup goes nowhere as he's stopped by Luke's blood-soaked rampage. Tom Solo takes Major Infield out of the game. Now Grenwick with a desperation rush, and he falls short. And with that, the Rebels have cleared the board. That's Enfield, Childson, Prescott, Grenwick, and Kant. Take that, Alex Damon. Well, that's pretty good. You should compete at this stuff. Some people think it should be folded into inner geekdom. There you go. <laughs> All right, that's, that's, that's a sample. And, uh, take me through that, Paul, uh, Adam. That simple little 30-second, it's not so simple. How did you put that together? <laughs> Yeah, thank God for Wikipedia. Right? Yeah, right. Wikipedia. That's absolutely. It's like, what is that guy's name? I got to find out. That's the joke of this piece now. <laughs> is your name? Now why do home? some guys have full names? Devin Kant, and then there's just Prescott or Grenwick, and one yeah. guy's got a full first and last name, but they do, and we have to say them. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, being, we're being authentic here. Yeah. Well, Prescott was Corporal Prescott, and that's a ten-point question. I would have to assume in in, uh, in the Schmodown. The Schmodown? But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I love the full because you know Conan Antonio Moti and everything. You say yeah, that. right. Yeah. But you know, all three of us were from a generation where you didn't. You maybe his, you knew his name was Piet. You didn't know it was Firmus yeah. and where he was from and what. <laughs> 
You guys. I just learned up. that now. Yeah, yeah, you can crack Paul up all day with the real names. Will Huff Tarkin made him crack up while we were doing it. We never mentioned it in the broadcast, but it made Paul laugh quite a bit. Never uh, knew it until this project. <laughs> That's awesome, uh, Adam. Uh, you, like you said, you, you you're a Star Wars fan, and you and I have had really deep, fun conversations uh, at a Sunset Script bar. I remember one. What I can remember <laughs> of the conversation uh, from that starting point, from that point of love. How does that help you make? Not make fun of Star Wars, but find the fun in this because Star Wars is deep, meaningful mythology. It's also silly, crazy space wizard stuff. You guys have com- combined that. How does your love of Star Wars help you write the jokes about Star Wars? Well, it, it certainly helps knowing that there that w- there's an audience for this now. And that wasn't readily apparent, obviously, most of my life, but definitely more now that we've been involved in the Schmodown and meeting people like you because – I can have that conversation with you, Ken. And, yeah. and you know, we, we sniff each other out in society, but certainly in the Schmodown, yeah. where it's it's like, I know I can have a conversation about this with Ken and it'll land. And there is zero, I mean, very few other people that I could, I mean, even Paul, you know, there, the, I, I could go too deep for a conversation with Paul about uh, uh, <laughs> Star Wars for sure. True. So, I mean, the fact that, so when we're doing something like this, we're, I, we now know, oh, there's at least a couple hundred people that we know out there that are really going to enjoy the names of all the aliens in the cantina, which we also list off, or that are going to enjoy this reference to uh, Utapau or whatever. And it's just thrown in there. And I'm like, but now I know that's going to land with someone, you know, and, and that wasn't always the case. And for many years as a Star Wars fan too, it's like, well, that was just a nerdy thing we did as we were kids. And I was the kid who still liked it. And it was like, well, this is abnormal. But then finally you meet other people in college who like Star Wars. You go, oh, it's not abnormal. And then you meet the right. Schmodown. You go, oh, it is abnormal, but it's acceptable with these people. <laughs> yeah, and twist my arm to watch Star Wars over and over. Right? Yeah. I know. If, like, if you want to know the quality of that film, 40 three years later, I'm watching it again, probably for the 43rd time. Yeah. And it's still great. And it's, and yeah. it's still showing me uh, new things. And I just marvel at the filmmaking and uh, it yeah. was a treat to do, you know, it was just a yeah. treat to watch it. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, and, and I would say, you know, we, we Star Wars fans, I'm pointing the fingers at myself here. Sometimes I have a tendency because of, the age of social media debate and punditry and podcasts tearing things down and and people work so hard not to like things. Sometimes I get caught up and I get defensive about Star mm-hmm. Wars. And I got to remember, no, part of the fun is, is laughing at the craziness, finding the silly moments, finding the things that don't super connect up. But we work on it. And, and Paul, you and I were talking off air. You know, you're having some fun with some of the references uh, <laughs> You know, R2 uh, going back to Attack the Clones, 3PO showing up on Tatooine where he, he doesn't remember anything. So, Paul, take me through just like how you're able to poke that good, solid fun at Star Wars, by, by, but, but still respecting what's going on. Well, it is important that you bring this up because anyone listening who wants to go sync up the audio to the movie, it's the special edition. That we're that we're doing this with. So, what doing the special edition, of course, allowed us to have more. Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, not a problem. The but speci- um, the special editions team unit brought on to punt is a favorite line yeah. of mine. The special editions team unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, listen, these are these are legendary movies. If you can't, uh, Star Wars backbone is so strong. You can goof on it all day and it's going to brush your, your goofing off to the side. Lesser movies would crumble underneath such a ridicule. But, uh, and, and as super fans, we, you know, we, we do it with love. I mean, there's no other way to really to say it. 
Yeah, and and you have some fun with the insightful stuff. Sorry, Adam, did I cut you off there? Oh no, I was just going to say, uh, you know, there was uh, there, obviously lots of people go online. They hate this Star Wars movie. They like this one or, or whatever. And every time, and I haven't paid attention to that stuff for years. Look, I have my own opinion on Star Wars. And if you're going to if you're going to explain to me, I'm actually kind of no fun to talk mm-hmm. Star Wars with because I'll destroy you. I mean, because <laughs> I just I have a great passion for them, and I'm and, and generally people are wrong are wrong in their yeah. assessment of it. I, I, I refuse to justify their question to begin with. Their question yeah. is something that I just, I, I'm like, I just, I don't even accept that as a question <laughs> about Star Wars. But uh, uh, Adam just, <laughs> Adam just tells them you're watching the movie wrong. <laughs> well, I get, and that's true. And the other thing is I wanted to say about all the Twitter thing is everybody on Twitter talking about Star Wars loves Star Wars. And so I, every time I read any kind of criticism, I'm like, man, that guy really loves Star Wars. He's he's talking a lot about a movie he hates. You know what movie I hate? Reality Bites. You know what movie I haven't talked about in 25 years? Reality Bites. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to do a, a show once yeah. a week for six years, um, mm-hmm. the movie Showcast, and like 200 episodes. And we made jokes about every movie that came out. Yeah. And you know how much of a hell that is? Like we're sitting down, we got to come up with Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules jokes. Yeah. Nomeo and Juliet. Uh, you know, stick my head in a, in a industrial fan. But to write jokes about Star Wars, well. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> it might work a little uh, later. Put a little overtime in this one. Yeah. That's uh, great. And Adam, you are fun to talk Star Wars with because oh, usually you. you are in the corner of the bar telling everyone else, you're wrong. You're <laughs> wrong. Uh, get me another drink. Um, yeah, I, I want to play this clip and then talk a little bit about the other side of this, not Star Wars, but putting together the sports broadcast side of it here. But this is a great clip. Also shows that it's not just about having fun and poking fun. It's also about playing along with the insight and building up the moments. This is the binary sunset moment, a key oh, moment yeah. in the history of Star Wars. And it's Comes off so well here on your clip. Luke taking the mound. He's giving a look. His dreams are brushing him off. He looks again. He gives the sign that he wants a life of adventure, but the sunset, beautiful as it is, still represents a future he can't attain. And Luke <laughs> steps off the mound, and he is not happy. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> great moment, and it's and it's played so well. You've got the insight there, but you're having fun with the sports broadcasting side of it. And one of the things I, I really love that you both did, and, and clearly with the, the care and concern you're putting, in, putting into the script, you you really took your time. You paced your guy, your, yourself so, so well, like a – like a sports broadcast. I think too many people would have, uh, again, done it like a five minute sketch. Hey, we got mm-hmm. that. We got this. You have the moments. There's some, there's one moment. There was just, just silence. You're just listening to the action. You're listening <laughs> to Death Star meeting with all the uh, guys, the, the Imperial officers. Um, how did you guys approach the sports broadcasting side of it, Paul? Well, you, you've turned on the radio to listen to a ball game and you have to sit there sometimes for 45 seconds to go. Yeah. Is this on? Is the game on? Yeah. No one's there's like and it's a comforting uh, white noise though. You yeah, love that crowd, so we wanted that. <laughs> yeah. And you we wait on the organ every once in a while. Yeah, you're waiting for Rick Monday to pour his uh, second drink, you know, in the third inning. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys took your time. And again, I again I know you guys know your stuff. I uh you know, uh, your show, you guys used to be on the same nights as uh, the Schmoes back in the day and in, uh, in the Toad Hop days. I yeah. know what you're capable of. But again, 
uh, you guys have just really done a, a great job. Um, you guys are both sports fans. I know this because uh, only you two can make some of the baseball references in your videos that only I'll get and the three of us laugh. They Over are just for you, yes. Yeah, and they're just for any, you. <laughs> any, any Oscar Gamble reference isn't for the uh, millennials in the Schmodown. Yeah, yeah, your, your Bake McBride jokes are hitting. Yeah, right. Um, but again, how did you guys put the? How did you guys really talk about uh, talk about how, how you put the sports side uh, into this here? Well, I mean, it's something like you just the 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 situation the characters find themselves in kind of presents options and you yeah you're like what you is this like you know in sports uh, trash compactor squeeze play squeeze play squeeze. we look up what's a squeeze play <laughs> oh it's from baseball it's when they got someone uh, bunting and they did it so then we incorporate that and mm-hmm. again the internet was crucial yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I know a lot but uh, there's some stuff I learned too and not just about Tar- Tarkin's first name but I learned things about sports too doing this since like oh something we can incorporate that i, I was glad yeah. to, to research well, and find out and and i i'm a i'm a i, I like uh, sports and everything fine but i also grew up with great uh uh you know cincinnati baseball radio and i listened to that mm-hmm. station was on all the time 700 wlw so this is uh, the the feel and that sound of that white noise of the crowd and stuff in the background um that that uh, and and my favorite part and if you've listened to enough baseball on radio you know this is when they go to a commercial the crowd fades out into to silence after they're done exiting. I, I kept all that in so that, the, and as soon as the commercial's over, then the crowd comes back first and then the announcers come back. All those feels or, or, or the, the joke of, you know, you're saying, uh, you know, Alderaan, or no, there's a Dianoga in the trash compactor and you go, and if you're having Dianogas in your trash <laughs> compactor, like sort of like ham handed, like immediately into the advertisement that they do. The, the, I love that stuff. So that, that was all like radio parody as much as sports for me. <laughs> yeah. That's Vince Scully genius, right? And he makes the catch, the catch of the day down at Gladstone, <laughs> by the way, today is waiting for you. And if you mention the word Dodgers, you know, it's like, this has got to incorporate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I was really, really starting to get pulled into it. Uh, you know, the, it starts. I'm watching it. I, you know, I'm, I'm here at my computer at home. I got the coffee. I got a, I got a, you know, a piece of toast. I'm eating, and then I got right, cool. Oh, yeah, Star Wars, sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was those little moments. You guys really captured that. Uh, you had a great. lot of fun. You're parroting uh, different formats, different things. And, and in fact, uh, coming up there during our break here on the show, we're gonna we're gonna play one of the ads here. But uh, um, I, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I almost can get lost in just the fine art of sports radio parody and radio parody. So you guys nailed it. How many how many parody ads do do you think you got in there? Even the even the reads, even just line reads. Adam, you might know better than me. It's about seven or eight. I think there's seven. I think there's like maybe five full commercials, and then like uh, yeah, maybe another three or four just that are sort of like the the immediate reads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this whole thing is framed as a game, a war between the rebellion and the empire, and that leads to the the thought here. We got two more uh, games in this matchup. It's the first <laughs> in a three game series. Yeah, yeah. first in a three game series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, are you guys ready to tackle that going forward? Do you have plans for for more? I, I, I would love to if there was a, yeah. if there was enough demand for it. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll keep hearing back what people think, but so far we've gotten great responses, and people are catching the references. We're seeing people posting to the Facebook and throwing out certain quotes. I'm like, oh, good, somebody caught that. Somebody caught that. You know, so that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Am, am I am I putting too much work on your plate, Paul? <laughs> what, 
there's a there's a quarantine, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> we we've got to find that we've got to found the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's this or, or what? Binge Project Runway. I think we'll do the we'll do the yeah. former. That's a yeah. fun part of it too. Is that everybody yeah. is taking on these little projects and stuff because we're all stuck in. But the fact that this one was pointed towards there's no movies. I mean, how ridiculous! First of all, how ridiculous is that? There are no movies out right now. There are yeah. no sports on right now. That is insane. That's just a weird atmosphere. Uh, it's it's. Uh, it's it, it, I think it, whenever this kind of ends, clears up, wraps up, however you want to refer to it. So looking back, it's going to be a really surreal feeling. Just like yeah. what did we did we do that? But hey, mm-hmm. you can Star Wars a sports play by play, and that that works. Um, I, I I do want to play the trench run uh, clip here, but I want you guys to set it up here. This is the this is a big moment in the film, and this is uh, uh, you you don't want to blow this. So what no, went into the trench run? <clears throat> well, like Adam said, it was doing it and then listening back and going, Oh no, not hyped up enough. Yeah. Not fast enough, Too much not, pause. Yeah. You know, like you said, we can pause during the Luke looking at the binary suns, exactly. but uh, cause it's a emotional moment, but when there's a- nothing but action, 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 you know, the, the, the broadcaster has got to be losing their breath and going haywire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to catch it. And then, uh, and then during the rewrite of it, it, we happened upon the idea of NASCAR as the parody for that. And then that brought the whole thing together because then you can bring in things like taking a tight turn into turn four. And, you know, and then also the fact that there's all these shots of three X wings flying together and you're like, you're like, oh, well then we're going to say so-and-so is in the lead followed by so-and-so and so-and-so. And so even though that's not a race for them, but I mean, I guess it is in a way, but so that was, that was a really fun part of that was like, oh, there's another sport we haven't covered and it's race car driving. Yeah, the action, like I said, can sometimes yield the joke. And I think we ended up using this. Hopefully we did because I'm bringing it up. But you know, when Wedge when Wedge is like, I got to go, you know, it's like Wedge pulls into the pit stop. You know, like Wedge went to the pit stop. That's what he did. Yeah. So yeah. there you and, go. And hey, it all works for George Lucas, the man who loves fast cars and speed. Oh, yeah. So let's play a little bit of the trench run clip titled Almost There. Red Leader is now only 26,000 things away from the thermal exhaust port. And looking at the track, I'd say that puts him almost there. Now Darth Vader in fourth. Makes his move as Backstabber and Mauler. Close formation, tied for fifth. Now Red Leader is 15,000 things from the target, which is almost there. Black Squadron closes the gap as Darth Vader's Tandy locks onto Red 12. And Red 12 explodes with defeat. Red Leader is now 9,000 things from victory. And looking at the conversion chart, that puts him almost there. Red 10 still in second place. Now he's not. 3,000, 2,000, 1,000, he shoots. It's no good. No good. See, and, and, and all my comedy, uh, all the comedy bones in my body are just clapping for just the way Paul is being befuddled by the distance. It's those little details, kids. Yeah. Details and comedies. Well, I meant to ask, too, Adam, uh, Backstabber and Mauler, are those the names yeah. of the other stormtroopers who accompany Darth Vader into the trench run? That this is, is the uh, real what? names. Yeah. Good Lord Almighty. I never questioned it. I just said, this yeah. has got to be right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Uh, yeah, I think they might be more on Legend side, but often they'll take some of that Legend stuff. And then now it's like uh, Ted Mahler will be his name. We'll, we'll, but yeah, um, oh, yeah. I remember, that, that was actually one I didn't know. I loved the Mahler reference. I loved it because uh, back in my Jedi Alliance days when I was, I was doing an in memoriam for that guy, that type of <laughs> Yeah, and I looked up and I was like, "Holy crap! He has a name, and it's Mauler. This is about 2014." So I'm with you too, Paul. Even even now, I'm still like, "That guy? They gave that guy a name? 
He's probably De- Dennis Backstabber. We'll come to find out. <laughs> well, that, that's what's funny is the other one is named Backstabber. And uh, there was not enough uh, time in there, but we did have a line. It had to get cut out because that whole sequence is so fast. Is when yeah. uh, he tips uh, uh, Darth Vader's wing. I think that's Backstabber that sends Darth Vader flying out into space. Uh, there was a line where Paul goes, uh, and Backstabber sends him into space. It's like, eh, I never trusted that guy to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fun stuff in here. The beats, the moments, everything, the love of Star Wars. And and uh, I really do hope I, I it's, you know, it's easier said than done, but I'd love to hear more of these uh, and, and watch as you guys continue to just build on this art, this parody. It's a lot of fun, man. I always say, if you're going to, uh, you know, uh, be creative, celebrate Star Wars. Uh, fan films are great. Fan films are fun. This is something different. This is something special. It's really creative. And it's a commentary about the movies. It's about sports, about radio. I love that you guys said that. Uh, it's a bunch of things. So, Adam, Paul, thank you for sharing this uh, with the Force Center uh, uh, fans. We're going to tell them where they can uh, find it. But thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you, Ken, for appreciating it. I mean, it's it's, de- it's definitely knowing you and and several other Schmodown people will get all these references is what gets you to do that third draft. You're like, these are going to land. This is going to land. It's going to find the right audience. And uh, if we had tried something like this, before we met you guys, I mean, it's like, well, that's a funny idea. I ain't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so who's going to give a shit? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And thank you, Ken. Hopefully, this is one more reason to show people why we love Star Wars. Right. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Uh, you guys are great. Tell them, uh, tell them where to find this. Because again, there, this is there's an audio version. There is a video version, but the audio you can just kind of sync that up, maybe in your uh, your ear pods or whatever. While you're watching Star Wars, the special edition version. Uh, so where can they find it? And you guys, man, because the movie guys, that brand's been around for a very very long time. You guys are all all big team, really funny. Uh, I want them all to know where they can find you. Uh, TheMovieGuys.net is the place to start. It's posted up there as the video and audio versions. Pick your favorite and and go to town. And, of course, at TheMovieGuys can get you to all our social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And all the links are up there as well. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Adam, yeah, we're uh, we're weird like you, audience. Come uh, subscribe. We're weird. <laughs> yeah. If you talk, if you talk to people, you know what? Turns out, I left California uh, for a while and went on, you know, back when we could go places. Yeah. And I remember going to do some family thing out of town, and I was like, "Wow, people in other places don't just always talk about movies." <laughs> It was weird. I'm like, who are these people? So if you're one of those people stuck where people aren't always talking about movies, uh, we are. So join us. That's perfect. That's perfect. We are almost out of here for now. We're going to take a quick break and come back. But uh, as we head to break, we are going to hear from our sponsor, uh, Chalman's Cantina. Do you need a break after a long day of moisture evaporation? Need to book a space cruiser or rough up a local team? Well, there's only one place to go. Chalman's Cantina at Tashi Station on Tatooine. You'll never find a more wretched hive of fun. Everyone's welcome at Chalman's. From Arconas to Tals, Gotals to Defels, Shardrafan to Deveronian, Walbersmen to Hammerheads, Tonicas, Wookies, Twi'leks, Prunefaces, Dugs, Utapounds, Ewoks, Mon Calamari. Everyone's welcome, but no droids. Wednesday night is Little Bat Thing night. Little Bat Things drink for free. Enjoy live music every night of the week with such acts as Figuring to On and the Modal Nodes, Sice Noodles and the Max Rebo Band, Arodia Ventifoli and Lulio Primak, and Ario Speedwagon. So come on down to Chalman's and tug on the toga of our friendly bartender to receive the drink of your choice. 
Thanks again to Adam Witt and Paul Preston of the Movie Guys for stopping by Force Center. I really love those guys. And Adam and I had an epic conversation one night over drinks and appetizers after a big schmodown day. We were over at the Saddle Ranch bar on Sunset Boulevard with that mechanical bull, a bunch of craziness around us. And he and I just locked in on a great conversation about why we love Solo. And we're probably going to be doing that here, Adam and I, on Force Center. Looking forward to meeting up with him again and Paul as well, who is a very funny guy. I got a chance to review Solo on uh, one of Paul's shows with the movie guys. You can check that out. Go to their website. Support them. Good folks having fun with Star Wars. And I talk about that a lot. I, I And I often have to remind myself of that. And I keep saying that because this is a shared journey that all of us go through. The, these are you know weird times. And I don't even talk about the lockdown situation around the world. I'm talking about in Star Wars fandom. You've heard that a lot. Almost to the point where it's just it just becomes emotional wallpaper. But yeah, going back to, to Last Jedi, without a doubt, how, how it starts to affect you and you put your walls up and you get defensive. That takes away your own joy. That is That is the path. To the dark side as a fan and, and sometimes there's some uh, necessary rage we joke about how that doesn't fit in star wars and it doesn't fit in your fandom you feel it does at the time but it just ends up taken away from you and what i have to remind myself constantly and i said in the interview and i'll say it again is have some fun with star wars it is this wild weird world those robot chicken episodes family guy episodes muppet babies parodies it is all part of the tapestry of being a Star Wars fan, and it comes from love. You can't make fun of, uh, you know, the, my favorite robot chicken sketch I go to is the the Palpatine getting the phone call, trying to order food, and getting the, the, the word from Vader, the Death Star's been blown up. I love that scene. You can't, you can't put that out there if you don't have an intimate understanding and love of Star Wars, and that includes having some laughs about it, and that's why I love what Adam and Paul did. It, it, it goes to a lot of different areas with that sports stuff, baseball stuff, but you don't have to love that uh, side of life to appreciate what they did. And I just really am thankful that they gave me a good laugh over Star Wars. And that is sometimes just as valuable as going in deep and rolling around on those themes. Sometimes we can all just laugh. Joy. Is definitely part of Star Wars. We'll see you next time on Spotlight Star Wars here on the Force Center podcast feed. As always, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash Force Center. You can follow us at Force Center Pod. Don't forget, we're on YouTube now, putting out videos about four months right now. More on the way. Uh, rebroadcasts of older episodes and discussions. It's all there for you. Just go find us on YouTube. Got the new Star Wars show and tell out. The Duchess Satine uh, in memoriam. Uh, we're in the middle of season two of the in memoriams. We've got some cool ones down the pipe. pipe line edited by our good friend kevin smetz and uh, we're just real proud of him so swing by check him on out we're on instagram as well if you want some merch go to tpublic.com slash user slash force center and as always if you want to try an audio book on us go to audibletrial.com slash force center audibletrial.com slash force center and get an audio book on us and stop by chalman's and get yourself a drink we'll see you next time here on spotlight stoppers
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.